On today's episode, I have David Onchoco here, uh, and he is an accomplished writer and author. Uh, he has been featured in Huffington Post. He's been featured in Inc. Magazine, uh, and uh, he's a serial badass. He is the CEO of Youth Hack. Uh, David, welcome. Yeah, uh, thanks so much for doing this, Jonathan. I'm excited to share my story and just how everything got started. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, thank you for being on. So I have about 11 questions or so just going to mm -hmm. ask you. Uh, but the first question is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What is your story? Right. So I'm originally from the Philippines, uh, currently an international student here at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, so growing up, I was really into basketball, actually. But I ended up tearing my anterior crochet ligament, so my ACL, the summer before my senior year. So that's how everything kind of got started. Uh, I suddenly had so much more free time after I tore my ACL. Uh, no more like practices from four to seven. So I had to find a way to fill up that free time. So I started writing. Uh, so I started started a blog, and that's how I, like just wrote about random uh, experiences. Uh, did went, tried new things I wasn't able to try before. Uh, joined the debate team. Got interested in like technology, and so that was like my senior years, like exploring all these different things. And I guess through these different experiences, I was, I was exposed to a much bigger world where I saw all these different like challenges and problems, uh, especially in the Philippines, coming from like a developing country and everything. And so when I was applying to schools abroad, uh, I was really interested in finding solutions to these like problems in the Philippines. Uh, so when I got accepted to the University of Pennsylvania and UC Berkeley actually, I was choosing between the two schools, I got the chance to visit the US and when I was in the US I went to all these different startup mixers, events and I particularly remember going to this talk by Salman Khan, the founder of Khan Academy and he spoke a lot about this whole idea of using technology to give education to people for free and I was really inspired by the whole culture of using technology to solve problems and so when I got back to the Philippines for my long summer, the summer for uh, freshman year at Penn, uh, I decided I wanted to bring the same culture back to the Philippines. And so that's where the whole idea for Youth Hack started. We wanted to do a kind of like a two-day hackathon for high school students, but we quickly realized that they may not have the right technical skills yet or the computer science background or coding. And so we decided we wanted to make it a startup weekend instead. And we, we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know anybody in the startup scene back in Manila over just actually just one year ago. Or no, yeah, one year ago. And so we literally just went to this one conference where we started pitching to all these CEOs and accomplished entrepreneurs. We told them we're holding the first ever high school technopreneurship challenge. Do you want to join us? Do you want to help us? And surprisingly, a lot of these entrepreneurs and CEOs were super receptive to the idea and started inviting us to their office and we were like wow we're just a bunch of 17 year 17 year old kids who had no idea what we were doing mm -hmm. but they started like inviting us to their office they told us like gave us advice connected us to speakers sponsors partners and before we knew it we had our first event and yeah that's how everything started for youth hack and as as I just like continued going through all these different experiences. I just kept on blogging as well. And once I got here to Philadelphia, I wanted to learn more about startups. So I felt like writing was a good way to just like dive in and interview like amazing entrepreneurs. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's to sum it up, kind of where your passion come, 
comes from is from your upbringing, uh, you know, coming from Manila mm -hmm. and, and things of that nature. Would that be correct? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just seeing how different uh, the lifestyle and education here in the U.S. is. And just being fortunate enough to see this, I want to be able to, like, bring this back and mm -hmm. try to, like, help, like, people back in the Philippines. So definitely, like, my upbringing back sure. is a big role. So what were some of the struggles that you had in the very early uh, beginnings of your of your career? Uh, I guess take me back to some of the struggles in starting Youth Hack. Yeah, so I guess for Youth Hack, like one was we honestly like didn't know what we were doing back in like <laughs> well, you were seventeen, so yeah. Yeah, over a year ago, we, we we just had this idea, this whole concept of helping like more students get involved in the startup scene, especially in. Uh, less developed areas mm -hmm. like we're in like Silicon Valley or in New York and so uh, we had this idea we didn't know where to start but I think uh, the cool thing was so many people were willing to help us out because we were young mm -hmm. and so that was one challenge just like get diving in and I remember we actually weren't sure if, how to do it if we were gonna do it uh, we had like I had a conversation with my friends back in May 2014 mm -hmm. and we we're like maybe we should just postpone this after freshman year in college where we have experience and let's just enjoy the summer before our freshman year right but we ended up still pursuing the idea of this we we're there, there was just this like kind of itch that somebody had to do this and it, it's pretty crazy how one year later there are different like startup groups popping out in mm -hmm. universities in Manila now, and but one year ago there was nothing like this, mm -hmm. and one year ago like not many high school students were talking about startups and entrepreneurship in the Philippines. But now, uh, just like a few weeks ago, I just saw that two teams that went through our youth hack uh, program are flying to Harvard because wow. they they made it to the finals of the Harvard Social like Impact Competition, and that's just really amazing just seeing that that. Uh, one year ago, these kids wouldn't have known about like all these opportunities, and but since they went through Youth Hack, they got connected to mentors. They got to talk to last year's like participants, where we had one team that made it to the finals. Uh, they were able to find out about like all these opportunities. But I guess initially, one of the like going back to your question, one of the challenges was getting more students interested. And this whole idea of like startups and technopreneurship, since not many people like knew about it. So I remember uh, two weeks before the event for Youth Hack Manila, we only had two teams registered for the event. Hmm. And both of the, those teams were friends that I knew from high school already. So it was like, wow, we prepared so much. We have all the speakers, sponsors, everything ready already, but we only have two teams registered. That's crazy. Like we have to find a way to get more teams that uh, more people will be able to like experience this. But what was the problem? How come nobody was signing up? So I guess one thing we realized that students felt a bit intimidated by this whole idea of like uh, technopreneurship and like startups and entrepreneurship. So we had to kind of like convince them that, oh, th this is like nothing, nothing to lose and everything to gain. And one time, like one of the, one of the days in that like last two weeks, I was scrolling through Facebook when I came across this group photo of of one of my high school friends, she was a senior. She was an incoming senior in high school, and she just went through this summer uh, program where this university takes in the top high school students to come in for like a summer of classes in that university. And that group photo, all the top students like across Manila were tagged, 
Right. And so I started random messaging them one by one. So back then, Facebook didn't filter these random messages into the other inbox. So it all went straight to their like normal inbox. So they saw it immediately, even though we weren't friends on Facebook. And so uh, these students were like student council representatives. They had access. They they were pretty influential in their school. So I started trying to convince them to share it to their high school like friends and everything. And I spent the next three days literally on Facebook chat, like chatting with these students one by one, trying to convince them to go to the event, to get their like other students to sign up. And yeah, by the end of it, uh, we had over 100 high school students for our first event. We had, we had 23 teams registered. And it was just like, wow. I guess my biggest takeaway from that is that if you want something to happen, uh, you just really have to like just find a way. and. If if you if you try enough options and just keep trying and really put in the time and effort, things will work out. Absolutely. So you were seventeen when you first started UTech, mm-hmm. and do you mind telling everybody how old you are now? Uh, so nineteen now. Nineteen. So you know, two years later, probably not even a full two years, right? And yeah. Actually, I was wait. Let's see. No, I actually turned. I was eighteen. I was eighteen okay. by the summer. Cause and, and so you, so you had youth hack that you started. I guess seventeen ish, eighteen ish. Yeah. And how many countries has uh, youth hack already been? Uh, so this past summer, uh, we we did events in Singapore and then Hong Kong and then during my freshman year at Penn, we did in Philadelphia as well. So right. that's awesome. So so my next question is. Um, yeah, what were some of the biggest failures? If you could just hone in on just one failure in particular uh, that has affected you greatly, and how did you overcome it, and what did you learn from it? Uh, so I guess the the biggest failure. Yeah, you hinted earlier about um, about two people signing up. Right. Um, do you think that was one of your biggest failures, or was there something even bigger than that? Uh, is this for youth hack in particular? Uh, in entrepreneurship, in your entrepreneurship career in general. Uh see because there, there are a lot of like small failures like sure. and different ones across but let's see let's try to think of a big failure i guess one was the probably youth hack hong kong in a way was wasn't that good compared to the other uh youth hack events we threw i guess mainly like because we didn't anticipate that it would be harder to get students in Hong Kong, especially since it was a new country, we didn't really know like uh, much people. We thought it would be just as easy as like Facebook messaging students, but because of the new filter where you can't random message people because it goes to the other inbox, it wasn't as as effective. So we didn't really have that much students come out for an event in Hong Kong. We only had around twenty, and that was like one of our smallest events ever. Uh, and I guess the, the other thing was we we put. Put, we didn't put in enough time to prepare for that event because uh, this past summer we had like multiple events in Singapore, Manila, and by the end of the summer where we had when we had Youth Hack Hong Kong, we didn't put in enough time to really uh, like make make the event right. what what it's supposed to be. So I guess that that's one of the like kind of failures, but it, it's always a learning experience. Uh, you learn about like a new country. You learn about like the culture there and like you gain insight on what the students need why why, why the 20 students did come out even though uh it's like a new thing and everything mm-hmm. uh i guess the other failure would be 
I guess in some ways, I'm also learning like uh, how to like empower people more and like how to like create like uh, more sustainable like teams and just like get them to take the initiative and uh, lead like the youth hack chapters because as we're growing now in, in like different countries it's hard for me to be able to like focus on each one so I want to like find ways to empower like more of our team team members to take the lead in these different like chapters and I guess one of the challenges was like when when we grew the middle team last like this past summer mm-hmm. not everyone was super involved so I guess like that was like one of the failures is that uh, we might have like recruited too many people or not paid enough attention to what roles we actually needed and so that ended like kind of inflating the team uh, not everyone was like super like into it anymore by the end of it uh, I guess that was like one challenge like how do you get everybody engaged and uh, yeah so we're still definitely like learning and trying to see like how we could improve that uh, so that, this actually leads into my next question. Um, so kind of we had the background. Now it's all about the execution, right? Really? So you're talking about how uh, it seems as if that one of your biggest failures was not doing enough prep, not doing enough research. And um, and so what are some ways or so what are some some habits that you go through throughout your daily life that makes you more efficient? Uh, I think... One is just, let's see, that's, that's a good question. So <laughs> pra- daily like habits and practices, yeah, right? Yeah, like for example, uh, some people um, may get up really early in the morning. Some right. people may be really efficient at night. What are some habits? Uh, to, to me, business is, is very, uh, is, is about rhythm. Right. And so how, what are some habits that have made you more efficient throughout your daily, uh, your day-to-day activities? Uh, I think definitely one is chunking things together. I usually want to like, uh, for instance, if I'm gonna focus like doing youth hack stuff, I just want what that one portion to be all youth hack, and and I have like things that I have to get done before the day ends. So I think having those like tasks or like goals goals for the day that I have to get done before I sleep, I think okay. it's one thing that helps a lot because. I'm not gonna sleep until I finish those things. So now, is that in the form of writing it down, or yeah, is so, that in the form of like a piece of paper? Do you have a um, Do you have an app or something right. like that, that you use? So, uh, in the past few weeks, I've been using Trello a lot okay. just to be able to remember. So I guess Evernote, Evernote and Trello is like the and Google Google Drive. Yeah, those okay. three things. Like, cool. I think without those, I wouldn't survive. Uh, so yeah, I do have like a to do list where it's just so I don't forget because there's. There's so many things going on, like with with expanding youth hack, uh, with just writing stuff, like and accompanied with schoolwork. So just being able to like balance all of that. Absolutely. Uh, these so, definitely like all help a lot. So you mentioned three apps. You you mentioned Trello, you mentioned Evernote, and you mentioned Google Drive. Yeah. Um, my next question is: Are there any other um, apps that you use? to uh that you need throughout your day-to-day uh you know your day-to-day life uh i guess slack we use slack a lot for communicating with different teams uh let's see in addition to apps is there any are there any other resources that you that you use uh every day that you can't live without uh email uh okay see uh 
I, I've been using. Uh, have you heard of Buffer? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've been using Buffer as well to okay. schedule stuff in terms of like posting. Because I'm, I'm a big like guy in terms in terms of like social media marketing, just like storytelling, and mm-hmm. I believe like youth half like has grown based of like the the way we've marketed things, and so uh, just finding these new tools that can help me become more efficient in like posting things for like articles as well, like Twitter and everything. So Buffer helps a lot. Uh, I'm a big fan of Reportive as well. Reportive, okay. Yeah, so it's it's an app that like allows you to see like who you're emailing, like gives you the LinkedIn. Okay. Profile. Great. So that's that's really useful and just like contextualizing my emails when reaching out to like partners, speakers for Youth Hack. Uh, that's super useful. Uh, let me try and think. What, what other? Well, let let's actually expand a little bit further. Um, you know, you mentioned about conceptualizing emails. You mentioned about you know you being in school. Obviously, we could see the uh, the Penn University banner all the way in the back corner. Um, so, describe your life as an entrepreneur. When does it begin, and when does it end? Uh, so and yes, all the everything else in between there. Right. It's 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 just finding ways to like balance everything is I think the hardest part. But uh, mostly. I just, it's hard to plan things uh, ahead when it comes to being a student entrepreneur because uh, so many things can happen in one day, in one week, like so many opportunities can be can open up for you. But mm-hmm. in the past like few months, I guess, I've learned that, I've learned what I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. uh, what I like to do. And so Youth Hack is definitely like number one priority right now. Uh, probably like in a week, it's, it's a lot of messaging and emailing. Uh, for instance, this past week, I was trying to finalize uh, our programs for Youth Hack Philadelphia. We're actually having the kickoff for Youth Hack Fresh Start program, which is a program for freshmen here at Penn, Drexel, uh, to get involved in the startup scene. So a lot of that was like logistical stuff, booking rooms, uh, reaching out to speakers, because it's, it's a 21-day program. So mm-hmm. constantly throughout the week, it's hard to measure how much time I put in because it's usually like in class some I receive an email I try to reply immediately in class like we have like a slack and somebody messages has a question uh, and so like a lot of marketing like sharing it to like listservs and everything so it's done throughout the week and so that's one for like youth hack Philadelphia but at the same time this past week we we're also finalizing our partnerships with youth hack Nigeria and youth hack Australia so I had like two I had a friend uh, in Australia who saw my Facebook post and wanted to like bring Youth Hack to Australia. So I had I, I hopped in a Skype call with her. I think last Monday. Right. And so that like I just have to like schedule it. So I guess Google Calendar is also like I'm a big fan of that just scheduling things. I usually schedule things a day before, okay. so I know what my day will look like the next day and just like chunk things together. Like when I have to like work on Youth Hack stuff, when I have to write articles, when I have to study. Uh, when I have to go to class, so uh, a lot of it is. So you allocate time for yeah. everything that you do. So if it's yeah. two hours worth of studying, you put that into your calendar. So that usually I don't follow it to the dot, right, but right. it gives me a good idea of cool. what Very I have cool. to do during that day. So I try not to like have an empty calendar the next day. Right. Try to like fill up everything so I know like what I'm supposed to do. Perfect. Because it's it's easy to get lost when you're doing so many things that you, you want to know like 
what I have to do for sure. this day. And are, are you more of a um, are you more of a morning person or are you more of a night person? Uh, I think I'm more of a night person now. But usually the so that's the other thing that I've learned is I I try to know what tasks require me thinking gotcha. and which tasks require me don't require that much brain work that I could do before I sleep when I'm like really sleepy uh like in class mm -hmm. like, while listening to the lectures these things that I can like do even without thinking so that things like sometimes like replying to emails is one uh I I I started replying on my phone a lot more now just so I don't miss emails uh, things like transcribing articles, mm. I do that usually like before I sleep, so that it doesn't require much thinking. So even though my brain's really tired, I'm just like transcribing, typing. But writing articles, I try to do when my mind's fresh. So okay. in the morning, because uh, that's where like I can think and really like work and with with my brain. So like studying, writing articles, those usually happen in the morning because. It requires much more brain work. Sure. But, now, do you think that there is a formula to to success? Do you think that there's a, a formula or a rhythm that you're in right now that's making you successful? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm that successful yet, but uh, I success guess... Success could be defined in many ways. Right, so. right, yeah. So I guess... Uh, well, what is your definition of success? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I think just wanna like being able to create impact and being able to create something that helps a lot of people is my definition of success and okay. so I guess that ranges from writing where I'm able to like tell stories and help people like inspire people to youth hack where just being able to see how we're able to open all these doors for students and just connect them uh, to the ecosystem, the startup ecosystem, and show them that it's possible to start a startup uh, even as a student. Uh, so I guess just seeing those, that I guess that's like kind of what I define as success. But in terms of your question, I guess one is focus on the value that you're trying to add and like why you're doing things. I think just asking the why helps motivate you. Uh, like no matter what you're doing, always know like why you're doing it. And the second thing is find something that you do like no matter what, like whether it's for free, uh, whether it's just like for the sake of doing it. I think that's also important. So it's weird because like you, you want to know the why, but also like you, you want to do things that you do no matter what. Right. And so for me, that's, I really enjoy like storytelling. I really enjoy like, uh, bringing communities together and that's where like youth hack and writing comes in and these are things I do like no matter what like, I can't help but do these things mm -hmm. and so I guess like find I, I like to tell people to find that thing that uh, wakes you up in the morning and keeps you up at night I think that's one of the things and it's, it's hard it's hard to find these things but you'll know like when you found it but at the start you you, you won't be sure but as things like develop, you'll eventually realize, oh, this is the one thing that I want to keep doing for the rest of my life. So I think uh, just try out different things. Because one, like two two years ago, I was I was I wasn't into writing. I wasn't into startups. I was just this like 
incoming senior in high school who who wanted to play basketball <laughs> who didn't know anything else <laughs> but uh two years later i i really i'm really enjoying like what i'm doing uh just having a lot of fun and so i guess just be open to new experiences as well uh make the most out of like i think knowing when to take advantage of opportunities and like just really go full force uh when you see an opportunity is also very important uh yeah i guess just also doing your best when you're in something uh just trying to always continuously learn uh learn from doing learn from others reach out to like mentors reach out to people who've done it before i think that's also very important yeah so <laughs> so would you say that um three pieces of of advice that you'd give is reaching out to mentors yeah focusing on what you're doing and what would you say is the third the third piece of advice that you'd give the people uh, don't be afraid to try i think that's one of the most important things is because one of the hardest things when it comes to getting into something is the initial part where you're struggling where you have no idea what you're doing uh, I still have no idea what I'm doing right now, but uh, nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. You just so, kind of do it, right? Right. So that's that's like my last piece of advice: just cool. just do it. Uh, <laughs> be, be like Nike and just do it. Yeah, yeah. Is there is there a quote that you live by, or a quote that you that resonates with you? Uh, yeah. So I guess one of my favorite quotes is from Steve Jobs. I think he he mentioned one time uh, the. the not sure the exact words. I might be butchering this some, but in some ways. But what I remember is uh, those who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who often do, and that 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 really like resonated with me when when I first read it. And that's still something I constantly like think about. It's sometimes you just have to be crazy, <laughs> crazy enough to try, crazy enough to like go beyond. Uh, what's expected crazy enough to just just do it like okay. <laughs> that's the reason why we've been able to like grow and like expand for youth hack we just we, we have this like just do it attitude uh when when that high school girl skyped me from singapore uh and she told me she wanted to do it in singapore i was like okay let's, let's do it let's do it i wasn't even thinking about like all the challenges when we were skyping i was just like let's do it let's find a way to make it happen and sometimes you just have to that's that's great advice, um, and thank you for your time thus far. I do have one more question for you. It's a very uh, interesting question, and it's something that I'm passionate about, which is food. And so imagine you just had the worst day of your life, and you're down in the dumps. I don't know what that would be or mean for you, but you had a really bad day. What is the one food that is going to raise your spirits up and make everything better? Oh, wow. Ramen. Ramen, all right. <laughs> now, ramen out of the you know the the dollar store kind, or are you talking about like legit ramen? Both. All right. <laughs> Very cool. What 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 are the why? Do you mind if I ask why why ramen? Uh, I guess it just gives you this like warm feeling. Uh, really, like noodle soup is just one of my favorite food, and uh, yeah, it gives you that warm feeling. And sometimes you just need a hot bowl of ramen <laughs> the other 
<laughs> couldn't, couldn't agree more with you. Uh, <laughs> David, uh, thank you for your time so far. Uh, it means a lot. Um, lastly, uh, what are some ways that people can follow you? Uh, so you could, one, follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's at doitchoco. So <laughs> it's actually based on uh, Nike's code. So it's at D-O-I-T-C-H-O-C-O. So doitchoco. Uh if you have any like interesting like stories or if you want to talk about youth hack, uh, you can email me as well at david at youthhack.net. Uh, and that's your website as well, right? Yeah, so youthhack.net is our website cool. as well. So And uh, every all of your contact information is going to be in uh, in blog form and also on the show notes. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, don't Nick, forget Dave, thanks for your time, man, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And yep. uh, thanks again for uh, for being on the Blind Entrepreneur. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Jonathan. <laughs>